Hey, it's Still Sober with John Rabin. This is episode, quote unquote, number, uh, year 10, week 18, posting on uh, December 2028, the last episode of the year. Mm. I hope you had a good Christmas or Hanukkah or, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like, do I go through the, the list? I don't. Um, I hope your holidays were fine. I have forgotten that um, it's not like a school break, like back in the day. We're not kids, so the holidays aren't really like rest and relaxation. It's more of trying to navigate... You know, going from I do nothing on the weekends to now this weekend was uh, Christmas. So I have plans every day. So it really wasn't a break from work. It was more of a, well, we've got things. Every day we've got things to do. Excellent. So it's, so it's almost... The holidays almost make you, um, with all the events and everything that you've got to do, and it's like, oh, we're going to do things as a family, and uh, it's like, I like to go back to doing whatever the fuck I want, so it's it's almost a welcome change, it's almost, you're, you're welcome um, to go back to work, you're happy, you're excited, it's like, I get to go back to my routine, because that was a thing. Now I get to go to work and rest, so to speak. So, regardless, I hope it was good. I killed it. I did, uh, the thing about being married, my wife likes to shop and she likes to do online shopping. So she likes to look for all the gifts for everybody, which frees me up to do my gift giving focus on just her things. So my game in what buying what I'm buying my wife it goes up. The game is up. It's it's and I and I killed it. Did did very well this year. So uh, that's how that's how it went. But regardless, I'm back and this is the last episode. And then in um, just a few days, we'll be going for that New Year's Eve. Um, debauchery where people go out and uh, um, do the big countdown uh, lots of booze lots of drugs and then um, wake up and then within a couple of days um, the resolutions begin the resolutions will not be televised and uh, so that's going to happen but we're not there yet but it's coming. So prepare yourself for the cycle that is every, you know, here we are again. Let's do this again. It's, uh, uh, it's fun. Had to pause for a second. And uh, because my boss actually texted me to let me know he was coming in briefly 
and to so that he wasn't going to startle me or interrupt anything. So basically, I have a boss who thought um, ahead or was thoughtful enough to text me to let me know um, because he didn't want to interrupt me recording a podcast in his office. He's like, I'm, you know, it's, oh, I'm, I don't want to interrupt or mess anything up, you know, I just uh, need to come in. It's your office, man. I'm sorry, I'm in here. No, no, no. That was, so that's funny. That's, uh, that's, that's a good boss, man. He's really, <laughs> he's, he's, he's very, uh, he's a good, he's a good dude. So, um, so I've been, I've been talking shit about Texas and I will continue because, you know, politicians say a lot of things. But uh, one of you guys sent me this from the Texas Tribune um, beginning of December um, and where, it, where our governor is stating that he is now, let's see, that he he supports decriminalizing fentanyl testing strips now and i'm wondering let me check something here okay yeah i was i was just checking um that's that is the case is the um governor said brought up the fentanyl stuff, all the things he wants to do to fight fentanyl um, right before the election. Right before he was reelected. Maybe he means it. I have no idea. You can't trust uh, politicians. So we'll just say, um, because the thing about it is, is that you heard a lot about fentanyl right before the election. It was the boogeyman. But afterwards... It's, it doesn't make the new, it's, it's not, it's only buzzworthy, I guess, you know, you, you have to hit it right. Otherwise people don't give a shit. So they don't report on it. Um, and, um, but that's, inter that's interesting because that, that is a, um, the more interesting thing that the University of Houston have actually developed a fentanyl vaccine. I think it's for just in general opioids, which is a vaccine where you have antibodies that attach to uh, opioid. What does it say? It's, it's like, uh, it just sounds, oh, they call it a game changer, but it's a, uh, Basically, our vaccine is able to generate anti-fentanyl anti antibodies that bind to the consumed fentanyl and prevent it from, from entering the brain, allowing it to be eliminated out of the body via the kidneys. Thus, the individual will not feel the euphoric effects and can get back on the wagon. So basically, it's one of these things, I guess, that you do. It's like a type of treatment, kind of like what uh, Suboxone does, which is you take it. Um, and it ruins and it binds to the receptors that opioids affect. 
So you take Suboxone and it fucks up your high. So there's no point in doing heroin or any kind of opioid because you've already taken Suboxone and it's just a waste of money. So I guess in, in the idea is that you get a vaccine and it takes care of it, you do it, and then all of a sudden, you know, you this is, you know, you're trying to quit and uh, so you, you take a vaccine so that if you do relapse, it doesn't do anything. Um, so you just wasted your money. So it's like, you know, with that done, it'll discourage me from relapsing and I'll keep staying in recovery, which is uh, interesting. So so I guess we'll we'll keep an eye out. I mean, clearly, I mean, I, I read the I I. I read, I thumbed it. I thumbed the article. I, I kind of, I, I browsed it. But it's basically at the point where they've just uh, tested the uh, um, fentanyl vaccine on rats. So those rats are going to get the help that they need. Um, and then hopefully soon humans. But the opioid crisis in rats, we're well on our way taking care of that. Um but yeah, no, because I saw that Pennsylvania just uh, passed a law or they're about to pass the law uh, at the beginning of the new year to um, to de- decriminalize uh, fentanyl testing strips. And so hopefully, um, w- hopefully Texas will be well on their way to one day, maybe someday we'll decriminalize paper, you know. This drug paraphernalia known as paper. So hopefully that that won't be a thing anymore. But appreciate sending this to me. I, um, I hate to be, you know, pessimistic and go. I think he mentioned this because of the votes. But you know, it's politicians. It's what they do, right? All right. So listen, I I have to cut this short. I did not, uh, I've, I've got some things I got to take care of. And uh, man, I did not plan for this right. But I wanted to pass along a little bit of advice. By the way, if you're a sober person, hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. <laughs> I thought I was going to forget. I did not. I almost did, though. But this is related. For those of you who are sober and you are going to a New Year's Eve party, here is my recommendation. Because you are going to go. This is this is if you're going to, you know, that you're confident that you'll be all right. But you're a little iffy on it. So here's my advice if you're going to, how do you, how do you be sober at a New Year's party? Um, go late, stay, uh, arrive late, leave early. That's what I recommend. You make your appearance. You get there, you know, first of all, I would make sure I would go to an event. I would go to a, like a house party. Uh, most people listening to this are at an age where you don't need to be going to a New Year's Eve thing at a bar at a big, you know, downtown, big kind of uh, to do, I don't think. 
uh, unless it's like an outdoor or whatever. Yeah, but you're not going to, you're probably not going to a bar for New Year's as a sober person. That sounds, unless you hate yourself, unless you really want to do something that uh, annoy, that is like, oh, I'm going to hate every minute of this. Please, please, let's bring in the new year with uh, self-loathing and hate. Um, no, what you're going to, so if you're doing, so it's a house party. So you show up late. You get there at 11. All right. Because everything's going to be going and it's going to be fun. But so, and a lot of people are going to show up late. So you get there at 11, you get to visit. People are not too crazy out, you know, they're out of their minds yet. You get to experience the countdown, the happy new year, the kissy kissy woo woo, all that. And then after, you know, the, the, the fake singing of, uh, the, uh, old old Zine song where you pretend to know the words and most of us do not, right? You fake sing that. You know, all the noise making and everything like that. Uh, you give it about 10 to 15 minutes and then you fucking Irish goodbye. That's what you do. That's how you do that. This is very similar, by the way, to... Um, it, but. It's the similar kind of thing um, that I was I was telling um, some coworkers who were going to a, a company party. I'm like, how do I, you know, I'm gonna go to a company party and I don't know, you know, I was gonna arrive fashionably late. And I said, you don't go to a company party fashionably late. You show up earlier than anybody else, so you make an impression, and then you leave early. And you Irish goodbye that. You don't tell anybody you're leaving, but you leave before all the uncomfortable speeches or planned activities get started. So as soon as you find out when the planned activities start, you duck out before that. That way you you don't you don't have to deal with the um, doing things that are annoying. Um, you can go somewhere you can then your your night's not ruined you can go about your night you can go have fun um and you don't have to witness any kind of awkward moments with uh, a coworker getting too drunk and doing something that they shouldn't you'll hear about it later and it'll be funnier than if you experienced it and you were there so so th it's like that, but instead of showing up early, you show up late so that you don't have to, you know, sit there as people drink and you don't drink. Um, but, you know, but before the hosts of the party get too, too drunk that they don't remember that you were even there at all. You get there at the right moment at 11 because they're still they're still trying to get things you know, ready. They're getting ready for the ball drop. They're getting everything all squared away, making sure everybody's all right. So they're still coherent at 11. But after the ball drops, all bets are off. So da -na 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 -na, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. It's not even a matter of being uh, tempted to drink. I mean, that is, that's the big thing. You're, you'll, you'll be tempted to drink because God, 
damn, everybody's so annoying. I got to get drunk because of how annoying everybody is. So you get out. You can handle an hour, like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And then you, but don't, you don't have to tell anybody bye. You pretend to go to the bathroom and you just keep going. I don't know. You go out the back door, walk around. I don't know. Figure it out. But that's what, that's what I recommend. Anyway, really short this week. Go back to full length now next week. Um, um, I'll be glad when all the things I have to do are done. And I'm just back to routine. And I think that's next week. So, um, stillsoberpod at gmail.com. And um, we'll see you next week, guys. Later, Yeah.